Scripture is rich in words for the ministers of the Word of God. They're called in some places stewards, as those who bring out things from the storehouse of God, what is old and what is new for God's people. They're called other places teachers, those who teach the flock of God, instructing them in the way of righteousness, leading those to righteousness and shining thereafter like the stars in heaven forever and ever, so the prophet Daniel promises. But the word that we are most familiar with and the word that sums up so well what the ministers of the word do is pastor, shepherd, a word everywhere in the Bible and on your stained glass here too, remember that. And it's a word that goes all the way back, not to this David, but to a David before him, who before he was chosen of God learned to be a pastor, learned to be a shepherd. And he was given charge over his father's flock. And when he would go out into the mountain heights of Israel, leading them to the places that Ezekiel only longs to go, he would go there and the lion would come after the sheep and the bear would come after the sheep. And David would not use the mighty weapons that later on when he went to war against Goliath would be offered him. He would be offered armor and swords and chariots and everything impressive David would use against the lion and the bear, as against Goliath, stones, little things, things the world counted as of no account, but with them he would stop the mouth of the lion and the mouth of the bear from harming his father's flock, as he would stop Goliath from blaspheming the God of Israel. Little things, things of no account. Let this David now be like that David. For there were in Ezekiel's time bad shepherds. Shepherds who did not do their job. Shepherds who fed themselves and not the flock of God. And Ezekiel puts before you a beautiful vision of what it is to be a shepherd, what it is like to have a shepherd, what it is to be cared for and to be guided into good pasture. Not to be afraid anymore, not to be worried anymore, but to be on a good path and to be well-fed. Ezekiel can only imagine these things. He's given a vision by God of a time when God's people will no longer be scattered, when there will be someone again like David the king, someone again after God's own heart, someone again whose interests are not his own but his flocks, someone again who will lead the people into good things and not evil. For the sheep need a shepherd. Let this under-shepherd be like that David. Let him feed Let him be faithful. And let him use what the world reckons as of no account. The word of God. Which is called in the word of God a sword. Rightly dividing. A sword double-edged, sharper than anything that man has ever made. Sharper than Goliath's sword. Sharper than anything human beings can come up with. Let him feed you with the word of God alone. Let him preach only that to you. Let him feed you in those pastures which are rich, rich enough to guide you to eternal life. No matter how old you are as you listen to my words this afternoon, you are one who needs this word each day, no matter how many more of those you have. Let him feed you in that way. Let him take you where the word is rich and best. That's why Ezekiel speaks of the mountain heights. 
Those are also the places where the enemy can't make you afraid. Ezekiel has seen in his own lifetime God's people scattered. He has seen in his own lifetime things go away. We have seen in our lifetime, I spoke with someone just yesterday asking me about the church that I go to, and he said, I thought all the Missouri Synod was closing. I thought the churches were small and closing. Ezekiel was where we are. Ezekiel knew hopelessness. Ezekiel knew a time of seeming decline. But God showed him better things for the flock. God showed him a different time. Let's hear this again. This is the promise that the Lord has. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God, so that they can rest. I will do that for them. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Let this David be a good shepherd, and let this flock lie down. Let this flock rest. Let this flock find from this pulpit and from this altar at this rail rest for their souls. Let them find in Christ a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Let them rest here from their worries and from their cares. Let them also rest from their sins. Let them rest from everything which would distress them, which would make them afraid, and which would scatter them, which has scattered them who knows where. Let them come back here. Let the church be full. Let them come and feed. For when we speak of you, friends of God, we do not speak of you as those who are merely injured or merely in need of being bound up or merely lost or merely strayed. We speak of you, first of all, as God's beloved flock. We speak of you as those whom the shepherd has sought out. For notice, too, that the under-shepherds are to follow the lead of one who is mightier than they. The under-shepherds, this David and any of the rest of them, are to follow the lead of the one who promises, I, I, myself, will surely do it. You have this in your window to remind you, just to the right of the altar as you look in the direction that you're facing. You have this window to remind you what it is that he is here to do, to carry, to bind, to heal, to carry not only your under-shepherd but you, and to take you to a place where you have no need to be afraid. He once found a terrified flock of God, people many fewer than we in this room, many fewer than we in the social hall afterward, many fewer and much more scared, much more reason to be afraid, only 11 in number. They had recently had somebody leave the church. He found them in the upper room, and they had the doors locked. They were worried, because they knew fear, They knew to be afraid. They were rational about the future and they thought it's going to be, well, I don't know, it's not going to be good. And he found them. That one who says, I am the good shepherd. That one who says, of your lost and your strays, I will find them. That one who says, of his children, no one can snatch them out of my hand. He found us, the flock of God, even the under-shepherds of God, afraid. And he came into that room which was locked by a way none other could make. 
having come into this world by a way none other could make, being born sinless for sinners, he came into the room in a marvelous way, and he said to them who were afraid, who were rational, who had thought about the future and it wasn't maybe as hot as they would want it to be, he said, peace be with you. He said, flock of God, lie down and rest. He said, shepherds, you rest in my will as well. He said, David, I am your David. And he came into that room and he gave them peace. And not only peace, but the spirit. A spirit which would fill them and the whole house of God, which would shake them in ways they could not see beforehand and which would one day fill the earth with the gospel being proclaimed to every creature. This is the first time that I have ever been here today, and as I was driving, we got off 94, I thought, this is beautiful. It is beautiful here. Let the Spirit beautify it still more. It is lovely here. Let the Spirit make lovely the souls of those who live here. It is a marvelous place to be. Let us marvel at what God's Spirit can do with you through this man and through, most of all, his word. Let the Spirit renew us. Let the Spirit come to us and make us alive. And let us have, most of all, his peace. Peace which shall pass all understanding in the days to come, in the years to come, under a man I know who loves to serve you with God's word. Let these things be true once again in the house of God and in the flock of God. And let God's people say, As he says, I will be your good shepherd. Let them say again, Amen.